Connect. Support. Inspire. We are all strong. We are all strong. We are all strong. We are all strong. Welcome to episode two of the All Strong Podcast. We have a full house today. This is fantastic. Um, So today we're going to be covering who is All Strong. That's a really interesting question. We've covered what is All Strong. It's time to move on. So we have Andy. Hi there. I'm Andy, director and instructor at All Strong. I'm very pleased to be back in for this second podcast, Um, especially looking forward to that. I talked a bit too much last time, so I'm looking forward to introducing some of our partners um, who we're working with to develop the app. And who, who knows from there, I'm quite simply energized, basically, by the potential that we have uh, collaborating, working together going forward and how we can deliver that into practical, impactful services for, for our local community, Perth, Kinross, and maybe beyond. Excellent. And feeding off that energy, we have Linda. Hello, Linda. Hi. Hi, Ian. Hi, Andy. Um, okay, so I'm Linda. I'm a suicide survivor and I'm founder of Linda's Ladies, which is a talking-based mental health support group. Um, and I use my lived experience for the ladies in my group, and we all support and uh, guide each other to getting better mental health. Brilliant. And we've also got Rebecca. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, I'm Rebecca, and I work in the Adult Recovery College in Mindspace. So I'm an evening and weekend worker, and I work alongside Julie. That's a really good lean-in lead in for Julie there. Hello, Julie. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Julie. I'm from Mindspace. Um, I'm a facilitator there as well as a peer support worker. Uh, and we're committed to supporting and developing and promoting equal opportunity and diversity for all of our practices, values, uh, dignity, courtesy and respect. Lovely. And that's us. That's our uh, squad of people today. This is fantastic. Um, so I'm going to kick things straight off and hit Andy with a question. Hopefully he's ready. So Andy, what are some of the motivations or experiences that have brought you to form Allstrong? You know, have you got any personal experiences of using fitness to improve or manage your mental health? Is that a, a very personal thing to you? Um, yes, it is. Ultimately, um, it's been been a, a factor in my life since, since childhood. Um, what I, I would, would have uh, considered looking back on to be solid uh, anxiety condition developing or, or related from the beginning into OCD, uh, not the kind that's presented in the media, but actual obsessive compulsive disorder in a way that um, that used to uh, to really be a bit of a, a debilitating factor in my life. Um, uh, but without knowing it, I was using exercise um, obsessively, basically seven days a week um, to 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 manage that. Um, Although the thing is, I didn't realize how, how beneficial it was at the time. So it led me in my, my 20s, going into 30s, really to kind of consider, well, what worked as a teenager um, that maybe not using now? Uh, fitness was, was right there. Um, obviously, I don't want to be exercising seven days a week, but I recognized the power that it had. And then I used it as an older person, just in a bit more of a, a mindful approach, really recognizing how it helped, how I could use it without doing myself damage or getting obsessive about it but um i mean besides fitness i I also used unhealthy coping mechanisms including alcohol excessive drinking binge drinking smoking 
other other um, foray into substance abuse. However, um, I was able to bring it all back. Uh, and on course, fitness was always the first thing. I mean, I couldn't make it towards any talking thing, uh, like a talking support group or a CBT session with a, a counselor. I couldn't make it there if I hadn't done a jog or even 15 minutes of weightlifting, something like that. Something just to bring my mood up, uh, to bring the energy levels back to then take further action. I mean, I just, just one kind of example that popped out of, of actually mindfully knowing that fitness is going to help me was when my wife and I just arrived back into Scotland. Our, our little boy was due to be born in a few months. Um, and that coincided directly with my mum's last couple of months of life. She had had a terminal cancer diagnosis for a while, so it wasn't unexpected. But when it was clearly getting towards the end, I knew I'd have to take action. I wanted to be preemptive, so I just signed up for a marathon. The Edinburgh Marathon. Yeah, I hadn't done anything like that before. I'd done running, of course, but um, it, it was it represented a challenge, and it, it was crucial in in a wee bit of recovery, to be honest. Since then, I've found a lot of other tools that kind of go together. Again, not everyone's going to use all the tools, but each individual in their own personal recovery, where they're their own expert, they're going to pick and choose. Uh, and again, fitness was my base, but I'm, I'm exploring writing. Talking groups is, is a recent addition to my toolbox, but it's going well. Yeah, a lot of lived experience. And even although it's brought me to All Strong, it doesn't stop there. I, I have to motivate myself every day to keep my OCD symptoms uh, in check. I've got a good deal of insight in things now, but it's ongoing. And I don't feel that's a negative thing, to be honest. I'm at a place where I use these self-help tools. Fitness is the foundation as always, but I'll keep using them. I can't foresee a day when they won't be relevant to be honest so, yeah. <laughs> and, and actually the, the i think the acknowledgement is the first starting point you've, you've said it yourself there you'll have to use that every day and going on and actually mm. the acknowledgement of that is so powerful isn't it the acceptance of that it is yeah and uh, i mean it's not accepting something that is negative i mean it might it might seem like oh i'm admitting that i i have a some kind of issue that i need to really address day in day out forever but these are positive tools i'm using uh, exercise would be good for me regardless of, of my mental state you Absolutely. Know, get, getting involved in, in writing whether it's to actually create an end product or just the therapeutic process the creative process uh, all these things they all, they all have their place and um, sometimes they'll be more into one thing than the other but yeah acceptance all the the actions once you're there they're positive i mean they're things that help life regardless of of your starting point yeah no i'm really really positive that i am in that place and that i'm comfortable with talking about these tools and, and ultimately with Allstrong, with these partner organizations, bringing it forward, you know, paying it forward, getting other people engaged in it. I think that's so important as well. And actually, um, that, that's a big part of our next guest, Linda. So Linda, can you tell us a little bit about your background and, and what's brought you to forming Linda's Ladies? And of course, tell us a little bit about uh, Linda's Ladies. Okay, so I suppose all my life I've been a, a warrior from you know, from, from being very, very young. Um, it's funny what Andy's saying there about OCD because I think my mum had a, a touch of OCD. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, yeah, I was a warrior. You know, I would, I would study for exams and then come down the stair in tears because, you know, I would be worrying about it and, oh, just feeling feeling sick. So, yeah, I suppose it goes goes back. I'm not going to tell you how old I am, by the way. <laughs> 21. Yeah, 21. You told me 21. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's gone back a long time. And really, I think it, it really came on more when I, had, when I had my first daughter, who is now almost 22. 
and you know it was I suppose it was it was deemed postnatal depression I don't know if it, it was or not but um that's what it kind of got diagnosed as right and then that really started a very steady stream of visits to to GPs telephone calls to out of hours you know little trips to to the hospital at night because I was just so distraught um I've wow. seen I've seen, seen um Oh, it's like a badge of honour. The amount of community psychiatric nurses, psychiatrists, psychologists I've seen over the year. <laughs> Telling them all off as you go. <laughs> That's it. Um, I've even I've even been seen by like a, a trauma specialist, etc. So, oh, wow. Unfortunately, I've had um, three suicide attempts in my in my life, and I've been in four different psychiatric hospitals in Perth and Fife. So yeah, it's uh, the last 20 years I would say with my with my mental health has been well no I would say the last well yeah say 20 out of 22 has been not the best for want of a better word. Right. Yeah, and I, I suppose when I left Fife to come up to Perth where I am now staying with my dad who's 88, he you know, I, I got signed off from Fife, a sort of tick box exercise, and then I, I got mm. to Perth. And um, the first person I saw told me, "Who are you speaking to just now?" And I said, "Well, I'm I'm not seeing anybody." So she said, "Oh, oh, I'll get you an appointment to see a community psychiatric nurse in Tayside." And as soon as I went to see, obviously there's there's a long waiting list. Eventually, I got to mm. see see this this lady, and she said. Oh, you're not ill enough to be seen by me. I was like, well, oh. what, what next? You know, and wow. I got assigned a mental health worker instead, who was lovely, and I used to just go and chat to her every week. But I think I was very aware that I was taking up her time, where I was a lot stronger mentally, and and yeah, I, I just kind of felt a bit guilty. As I thought, no, I think I'm okay here. I'm needing a wee bit of reassurance. Mm, yeah, you know, I soon established that we needed a sort of talking group for women in the town. Right. Uh, yeah, at Linda's ladies that just seemed to fit the bill. So yeah, <laughs> um, took the took the plunge and formed it. That's. I mean, that that's well. One, thanks for sharing that because uh, you know there's a lot of you know people hide behind these things, and it's yeah, great to hear yeah. you talk about it so openly and honestly yeah, as well. Yeah, and I, yeah. I know people who have had similar. Uh, circumstances to yourself yeah. um, and that, that whole thing of not ill enough I, it's a horrible term isn't it yeah. and, and you've been yeah. sent there someone sent you there for Pete's sake you mm. know they thought you were so, yeah. Uh, but yeah it's, it's really nice to share that stuff yeah. so yeah. Linda's ladies and of course it's really nice to hear a positive come out of that negative you've turned that round you've made yeah. that something really quite cool yeah. and you know I've talked to other groups like yourself as well and it's great to see the, the best ideas come from that don't they that from that, yeah. that initial a personal uh, experience yeah. of some description yeah. so Wonderful. How how does the group work then? How does Linda's Ladies work? What's the format? What's the sort of, you know, what are the benefits of it? Well, pre-COVID-19, we met up, well, I actually started off at Glenern Community Campus, but um, mm. it, it was on a Saturday morning and I had a couple of ladies, but it didn't really take off. And then it was my dad that said, why don't you put a bit in the paper? And I'm like, dad, nobody reads papers anymore. <laughs> you know? And of course, um, I said, right, OK, I'll do it. You know, kind of to shut him up in a way. But, <laughs> um, you know, which, and oh my word, it just went boom. Wow. So by then I was in the tavern um, in the South Street. So there's a little room upstairs there. And basically we 
we used to meet on a Thursday night, I say from seven o'clock, I would go downstairs um, at five, two to wait outside for any new ladies. And then we would go upstairs and really just tea, coffee, water, biscuits, all sit around a table and just kind of have a chat. You know, if there's new ladies, I would welcome them and make sure they know everybody knows the confidentiality rule, which is, you know, what goes on at the group stays in the group between nice. the four walls because, you know, you, you can't, you just couldn't run a group unless unless it was like that. And I'm, I'm very, 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 um, that's one of my, my top things. Well, it's got to be a safe space, a doesn't safe it? You have space. to know that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I also say, you know, we go from seven o'clock. We don't normally finish at eight. So if anybody needs to go at eight, they're normally the ones that I'll ask to share first so that they've got plenty of time. And, you know, they can share as, as little or as much as they want to. They don't even have to speak. It's their time. That's That's what I say. Um, right. And it's funny because I actually get very nervous, you know, very ang- well, yeah, nervous because <laughs> I, I I don't even know what I'm going to say because I don't know who's going to appear. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what they're going to tell me. You know, wow. But, uh, so but, you're even facing your own sort of demons head on with this as well, then, yeah, which is absolutely. fantastic. Yeah, but I think basically, uh, you know, a couple of my ladies have said, you know, we were it's so hard. The first step is to go through that door. I think yes. once once they're through that door, the friendships that have grown, I think, which is really heartening to see, um, because it's people that are, you know, have shared their issues. And mm. you know, when you've got a mental health illness, I think you think that you're the only one that's going through that because oh, no, so no, easy. Yeah, nobody go, knows what's going on in your mind. I mean, mm-hmm. I know what's going on in mine. I don't even know what's going on in yours or Andy's or Julie's or Rebecca's, you know. But I think they think, oh, wow, you know, I'm not alone because yeah. um, I've got, you know, I've got a few ladies that have got borderline personality disorder, which is what I've got. And mm. they, they, they seem to think, you know, it's like a, you know, I was going to say a noose around your neck. That's maybe not quite the thing to say, but <laughs> you know, it's it's not a life sentence. It's not. Yeah. You know, I I just say, look, do you know what? It just means I'm, I'm an emotional person. You know, yes. and basically, you know, you're not judged, and you you share your problems. And I think it's very much just having a conversation. And then if if another lady will sort of come in and and say something. But it's just making sure that every lady gets a chance to share. Mm. I, I actually, from what you said there, Linda, already the the first step and, and seems like a big step is that walking yeah. through the door, yeah, which the in door. itself yeah. that 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 um, that action of doing that seems like a really big step forward for people to take. Yeah. And actually, it's measurable. You know, the, the, uh-huh. you can measure that. You can walk through the door one step at a time. Uh-huh. Get in, that's and that's it. Yeah, and that, and you don't have to say anything. Just be there. Yeah. Listen to other people. See that you're not That's alone. Right. You're not the only one facing yes. these problems. And I yeah. think that in itself could be a massive help for people that are going through this. And actually, it's yeah. funny how I've done a lot of other podcasts for other mental health issues, and they're all very similar in as much as you're not alone, but you think you are. That's right. You think you, you know? are. Exactly. And I think that's yeah, so yeah. important there. So if I was coming, I mean, you know, I might not qualify because, you know, I'm not a lady, but if I was to come along to, <laughs> to your to your class, so I show up uh, to, uh-huh. to your group. So are we sat around a table? Are we, you know, like what, what's the format? Tell me a bit about that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a very small room up in the tavern. I mean, I, I think I just put a, a 
posts on Facebook, you know, that I was looking for a, a new home. Um, and it was Deb's at Hunter Tavern at that time. She said, yeah, there's a little room up the stair. It's not ideal, but you're very welcome to have it. So I think at the last shout, yeah, there was there was quite a few ladies, um, but it was too small because I think they thought, oh, wow, there's, you know, there's too many people here. Uh. Um, so, yep. But basically, you know, one, once you're in and you start having a blether to people, and I think, you know, I'll introduce people as well. Mm. And the big thing for me is my whole thing, oh, my word, I'm going to forget somebody's name. Oh, yeah. So actually, <laughs> um, one of my ladies, and I, honestly, I could have cried, she, she actually made me about 100 little cards, name cards, mm. so oh, that wow. people can write yeah, so people can write their, their names, you know, more for me, you know. <laughs> And yeah. others, because you know it's it's difficult because your mind's going, you know, ten the dozen all the time. So yeah, and um, you don't need to worry about their names when you're trying to worry yeah. about what you're about to see as yeah. well. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's it. And I think even even where people are sitting, you know, because maybe they'll sit beside somebody that they're maybe not comfortable with, or they want to be down beside me rather, you know, hmm. it's, yeah. it's just making you know making sure. Look, this is your time. You need to be comfortable. And yeah. I also say to them, look. Unfortunately, I can't fix you, but I mean, I've been through, I think, so much and there's been so much going through my mind in all these years, especially in the lead up to my last suicide attempt, that probably what you say, I'll have, I, I'll have thought it myself or somebody will have. And I mm. think you've just got to be so aware of what people are telling you and you're, you know, you've not got to be shocked, you know, because I've had a couple of ladies and I wasn't expecting mm. for what them to say, but I, I actually just say thank you so much for sharing that and for actually having the confidence to open up because that would be huge. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And you're sharing something that other people are going through. You know, yeah. they are. Someone out there is going through that. That's and right. for you to be able to open up and say that, yeah. you've yeah. probably just saved someone, you know, yeah. if, whether you've saved them of just worry, you've, you've actually saved them from that. On top of that as well, I've got a, a group chat going, um, which has continued and probably doubled with covid so I would reckon from, you know, eight o'clock in the morning until about 10 at night, I've always got my phone with me and there's, if, if anybody's struggling, I'll put a wee thing on the group chat and then I'll message them separately. Um, so that's, yeah, and then yesterday, because right. I know a few of my ladies struggle to, to sleep at night, so I've started Linda, Linda's Late Shift Ladies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> and then we've got um, right. we've got some girls that want to do walking. So we've got Linda's loafers. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of girls that want to do <laughs> rock climbing. So we've got Linda's rockers. So yeah, it's um, so yeah, the tie-in with Andy's just it's it's going to be really really good. And I've got a couple of girls. I've made thank you cards. I've made self care bags. Um, during COVID nineteen, I've got one young, my youngest um, lady. She she's a fantastic. Um, she does pencil drawings and and things, and she doesn't think she's great. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know? So, yes. It's, I think it's just <laughs> so lovely that that you know, ladies are saying, I'm so I'm so glad I found this group. You know, because I think, I think, I don't know if Julian or Rebecca and and Andy will will agree with me that when you've got a mental health illness, I think you're such a caring, caring person, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the care and the, you know, Mm. the support, 
you know, and a lot of people think, oh, they're, you know, they're always there for their friends, but yet their friends are never there for them. Whereas I think with the group, they're all mm. there for each other. Yeah, and, and there's a purpose to that, exactly. isn't there? There's a very specific purpose to that, and and yeah, that probably yeah. helps them to bring that out. You know, I, and I've seen it. I have seen it where you know the the friends maybe think you're okay, and sometimes you do need that little nudge of "Are you alright?" and yeah, yeah, and and that can yeah. come with a group like this. Yeah, and I think even if you're speaking to somebody that's not had a mental health illness, you know, if you say if somebody says, you know, "Are you okay?" If they've not experienced a mental health illness, they'll not have a clue. It's the conversation after no. the are you okay that's the important one. Because a lot of people, you know. Yes. Yeah, because that actual yes or no answer, yeah, not not relevant. It's, it's what you what said after because, that. Oh, yeah. there's just, you know, there, there's just so many things. Plus, the, the way the world was before, people are so busy. You know, they've got other things to do. That, you know, it's oh, taken yeah. the time. So, yeah. yeah. And I hope actually on that note that we can learn from this experience of COVID, that we can actually get back to basics and, yeah. and think about what we've gained back. Not what we've lost through COVID, but what we've gained from it. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's, that's right. time, yeah. family time, talking time. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or at least we should have done. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, that, that, I mean, that seems like a really, really good um, thing you've got going on there, Linda, yeah. and clearly very important as well. So, yeah, well well done. And, and thanks for sharing all the above as well. That's That's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I give you a round of applause, but that sounds really terrible on the microphone. Um, <laughs> um, let's move on to Mindspace. So we're going to bring Rebecca and Julie into the, the foray here. Um, Mindspace, what's the idea and aims behind Mindspace? Who wants mm-hmm. to take that? Rebecca or Julie? You can fight over this yeah, one. Rebecca. <laughs> oh, Rebecca's getting volunteered. There we go. Rebecca, take it away. Mindspace, what's the idea and aims behind Mindspace? So Mindspace was created as a kind of like an aftercare facility for when people were coming out of hospital. Okay. So it was founded by someone coming out of hospital who recognised there was a lack of support in their community for people experiencing mental health issues that wasn't the NHS. Right. We were in Down by Blend and we were originally called PAMH. Oh, yeah. So, Perth Association for Mental Health. Yes, I remember mm. seeing that, yeah. So, we used to have quite a big building and we ran social groups and from there we created our group at Blend. Nice. So, there's a social group on a Friday at Blend and that's where I actually started my Mindspace journey. We moved premises up to York Place and that was about seven years ago now. Oh, wow. And basically our aims in Mindspace are for to promote hope and growth for people experiencing mental health difficulties, to develop an understanding of mental health and well-being, and just to give people the choice whether or not they want to engage. If it's not that time at that point, then it's okay. But we always encourage people seek help where it's needed. If it's if you're not offered help, seek it out. And if it is offered, take it. And that that's such a difficult thing as well, isn't it? You know, to know when that is. And I think that's where groups like this really Definitely. do help is is 
well, you should, you know, like I, I've done it before with certain things where you, you leave it too long because you think, no, no, I'm not bad enough to do this. Or, I'm, you know what, you know, what? Yeah. you don't, you feel like you're, you're putting a burden on the, on the service for no reason. There's people worse than me. So for someone to tell you mm-hmm. actually, like, you know, maybe you should, the help's out there. I think that's really important as well. So that, that's that, even just that itself is amazing. And it's taking that personal responsibility at the same time to know okay, this is bad Mm. or this isn't going as well as it could be. It's about fulfilling that life that you hope for. So why can't that be a reality? Yeah. And that's what we mean to inspire in everyone is just because you feel it's so far away right now doesn't mean it's not achievable in the long run. Yeah. Julie, you got anything to add? You're hiding in the background. (laughs) I am hiding. be honest, this is well out of my comfort zone, but hey-ho, I'm going to have a go anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, um, Mindspace, yeah, they, they certainly believe in the reality of recovery for all and the peer support workers are also a powerful role models and evidence of a reality of recovery. And we all are unique individuals and we, um, we all have hopes and dreams and aspirations uh, with the potential of all that we can be. So, yeah, Mindspace promotes hope and optimism um, in a safe environment and empathy and compassion are at the heart of all the peer relationships and the support is all sort of on an equal basis. Nice. I mean, that that empathy, you know, you're talking about empathy there, for example, that's such a... I feel like it's a lost art sometimes, empathy, that we're, we're taught to attack, we're taught to not relate to people sometimes that's how i feel like in, in everyday life sometimes like even the left and the right thing in america that's coming over here you're either a lefty or you're, you're a right well what happened to everything in between there's compromises mm-hmm. can be made yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah so from that point alone i think that's a really important um thing to be teaching and we need to be teaching our kids that to bring that in empathy is a massive massive part of life and if we lose that are, are we still human you know, like mm. it's such a powerful thing, empathy. Just take a minute to understand what other people are going through. Just because you aren't going through it doesn't mean that other people aren't. That's right. Yeah. And I think because I entered Mindspace as a client, I can understand, like Linda was saying, getting that first foot in the door mm. and how terrifying that can be. Oh, yeah. And all your yeah. anxiety is going, you're panicking, you don't know what to expect. But it does get better and you do get the confidence back. Yeah. And, and that's what you've gone through then yourself, Rebecca. You've actually, you've used Mindspace yeah. to reach where you are now, as it were. Yeah, definitely. I think um, what I found, you know, all the health professionals that I had spoken to, you know, they've, they've got so many qualifications but, mm. you know, you were talking about empathy there again, mm. but, the, you know, they've got no empathy because I've never been through it. They've, they've, they've studied but they've they've never seen it or they've they've never been there, yeah. you know. So I think you know the actual for me, it's doing people a disservice if I don't use my experiences to try and help. Absolutely, and, and that's that that's okay. what's so important about the ability to talk about everything that we're talking about today. You know, between Andy's OCD, yeah. we've talked about suicide attempts. For there's so much going on yeah. that. We shouldn't be afraid to talk about this stuff. This this no, stigma around no. all this stuff is utterly ridiculous, in my opinion, that, that we yeah, can't talk yeah. about things. We're not allowed to, and it's frowned upon, where mm-hmm. there's so many people out there that are suffering as a result of that and, and mm-hmm. told to pack it away 
Um, and of course, yeah. we're talking about decades of training, you know, social training years to do that. It's, you know, mm. people were tucked mm-hmm. away before if you had a problem. We, we weren't in the limelight. That's so right. it, it's really yeah. great to know that there's people like yourselves who are willing to share your experiences, talk about them openly and quite actively help other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely important. Yeah, um, and and of course, like we've got we've got five people in this room. It's well, not in this room, this virtual room. Mm. <laughs> uh, just to clarify yeah. that, and and it's really mm. good to to share all that stuff. I, I suppose my next question is, and this is for everyone. We can take turns in doing this, but what kind of barriers do your clients and service users have to using some of the the self management tools and strategies that are on offer? I mean, that that's all very technical sounding, but you're all, all there to help, so. In general terms, as well as specifically to COVID, how, how are we dealing with all this stuff? Andy, you want to start? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So our, our main issue uh, has always been to engage clients or service users in the materials that are there, in the, the fitness classes that we have. Um, but I mean, it's absolutely relevant to, to what was just mentioned in regards to taking that first step. Um, whether it's to meet in a cafe for a group, like Rebecca was mentioning with Mindspace, or to turn up at the door for mm. a, a first a first meeting with Linda's ladies, it's taking that step. We're we're aware of of the fact there's a lot of materials out there, and there's a lot of approaches. But what I what I really like about our, our kind of approach and working together is that Mindspace, Linda's ladies, ourselves, we're all trying to address that part of getting people started using empathy, using the not quite saying I've been there, done it. But lived experience saying, look, I've had this journey. Yours will be different, Mm -hmm. but there will be a a lot of commonalities, a lot of strengths that we can take from each other. I mean, main barrier is people don't believe that it can be done. And um, this this is always going to be key, I think. And even even if they do, I mean, people are looking at, uh, I'll get back to the way I felt a year ago. uh, Oh, I'll get back to how I felt as a a 12-year-old, whatever it may be. But I mean, I think part of it is honestly just having people believe in themselves. That is our biggest challenge. From someone thinking about coming to the gym or for someone thinking about, you know, engaging with the app, joining a group, getting that conversation started. Uh, It was interesting, some of the the comments that have just been made about that lived experience and about the the kind of approach, the personal responsibility. Um, I had someone from Smart's Recovery in earlier today to the studio, uh, distant, obviously, but he was there. And um, he's going to be, or they're, as an organization, are going to be contributing too. He was just highlighting that it is quite an organic thing that people in recovery, whether it is for mental health conditions or if it's lifestyle choices, addictive behavior, there's a... A kind of an energy that's there once you get to a certain point you really feel like you've got maybe not a duty but you've got a, a drive to give something back so i think it's getting people to know that what does recovery look like it's not just all right i'll feel a bit better and then i'll go back to just some kind of level continued thing recovery can be made into a strength that can can yeah. can then go into what uh, julie and rebecca and, and linda what we're all talking about is let's go beyond recovery let's let's inspire let's bring hope let's go for it guys let's you know let's make our lives what what we can yeah and that's it i mean if people believe that all all the activities all the tools that we're doing they they would work better so i I believe that we all have that common kind of first challenge our first barrier people they look for services but even if they're starting to engage it's an uphill struggle to to take that that responsibility and to go right guys you're gonna do it we're going to be there to help you. But every single yeah. thing, personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think if I can come in, I remember myself, I was looking for everybody else to fix me. Mm-hmm. You know, And it was like, right, 
that person can't fix me, that tablet's not working, so I was on to the next one and the next one and the next one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking, looking back, it's all, you know, that's what I say to my ladies, I can't fix you, that has to come from within, but there is the support there to help you, Yeah, you know? Um, and and I think yeah, yes. like, like Andy's saying, but, but you know, actually you can't point the finger elsewhere. Yeah, no, no, and you know, you know, look at look at things, and there's an awful lot. But well, what if this and what if that? And yeah, what if a positive rather than what if a negative? Hmm. And I'm a great one for trying to to you know. I, I used to you know I, I got this thing with my wrist. I flip it, you know, flip it, you know, get the get the positive out of the negative, even just a slight positive out of a negative because the negatives pull you down and the positives build you up and the more positivity um because i noticed andy had put a thing on the app yesterday with lots of sort of wee positive post-it notes and things um nice. on, a, on a mirror and i you know on my room i've got positive quotes i've got notebooks with positive quotes and the more you read that the more it instills and the more you see it. And I just, you know, get talking about it. And if you understand what somebody's going through, then the supports and hope. I think, you know, with Andy, Rebecca, Julie and I, there's there's hope because we've all, you know, to a certain extent, we've been there. So there is, we are hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're living, breathing, yeah. walking hope. Absolutely. Yeah. Rebecca, yeah. did you have something to you want to interject there? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to say that barriers to people coming to Mindspace or any mental health service as a whole. I think when people first enter the mental health system, it can be absolutely terrifying. And oh, I bet. Yeah. I think for me, my first experience was at CAMS. And right. I was, I actually had really good experience at CAMS and they really helped me. But when I turned 18, I was dropped. Yeah. So I never yeah. had the continuity of care. And when mm-hmm. I, I basically went from CAMS straight into hospital where I was told that I was too unwell to receive treatment. Mm-hmm. So I think when you hear that from someone, it takes away all hope that you have yeah. within yourself. And I think that's one thing that Mindspace really focuses on is empowering people mm-hmm. to have oh, that right. hope that things will get better. And it does take a lot from within you. But everyone has that strength. You've got to where you are now. So you have that strength within you. You've got through all of the stuff that you've been through in your life to get you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and just by being here, that's testament to you. Ab- absolutely, mm-hmm. and actually, yeah. sometimes all you need is a little lift up, isn't it? A little, a little push in the right direction, or a little someone just pointing that way. That's the way mm-hmm. to go yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, everyone needs that. I don't, I don't care who you are. Everyone needs that little readjustment occasionally. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're absolutely spot on. It's um, that that I, I've heard of that before. You hit, you go from being a, a child into adulthood. And you find yourself a bit lost. It's almost like there's a gap. There's a there's a void yeah. in the system. And I've seen that where I used to work for a social enterprise, and it was from people with you know autism things like that. They 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 do their school, they do their college, and then oh, and, and that's it. They've yeah. hit a dead mm-hmm. end, and no one knows what to do with them. Mm-hmm. 
they don't know what to do with themselves. And and that becomes a real problem. I think we've got similar issues here as well. And I think this is where this sort of guidance from people who have lived through all this and, and taken the life experience away with them can pass it on. Like Andy said earlier, I think that's a really good term. And in and, and these days, I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that when we are talking to people, I think just as Linda said, and just as everyone said, having that empathy towards people gives some people so much comfort. And knowing that someone may may not have had the same experience as you, because no one has exactly the same experience. That's right. But knowing someone has a similar experience to you and got through it and is sitting right in front of you or on the end of the phone, that inspires hope. And that's what it's all about, is inspiring hope. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I think as well, Rebecca said about the continuity of care, and that's one thing that there never was. You know, you would would see, you know, you you would maybe see the same psychiatric nurse for a a little while. Then you'd go back um, and, you know, you never sort of saw them again. Then it was somebody else, somebody else. And you knew that they hadn't read your notes because your notes were, you know, oh, my God, you know, I'm just about to get an Arctic lorry (laughs) in mine. You know, um, but uh, you know, and I think I'm now on the Scotland Action for Mental Health Lived Experience Suicide Panel, so we're trying to drive change. Um, about about that's amazing. Of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're you know we that that's all our our, our stuff. We have Zoom meetings now, um, and just trying to drive change because it's it, you know it, it's horrendous and it's hard enough for you to tell your story. But to tell your story to so many people all the time no. is draining, yeah. is draining. Yeah. And you're just, and, and you know, it's just like, oh, no, here we go again, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, there's lots of changes to be made, but hopefully we'll drive it. We're the driving force. Yeah. And we're all in this together. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think anything's been more true than it is right now, Rebecca. Yeah. Um, So, no, that's been really good stuff. Has anyone, have we missed anything? Julie, you got anything more to add? Rebecca, Linda, Um, Andy? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to just say there's many roads to recovery and different ways of, you Mm. know, understanding and interpreting experiences. Yeah. You know, look, um, my background was postnatal depression and dyslexia when I was at school I didn't know I struggled at school basically and um and just grew up thinking I was stupid right and that sort of carried on throughout my adult life and I was never really taught I don't think people taught life skills at school so much no, really. right. no. so um my lifesaver was Mindspace so I, I went and saw a peer support worker and um and, yeah, just by listening and, and saying, you know, yeah, I've been through that and um, I can really relate to where you're at and things are going to get better, that actually inspired me that, okay, and gave me a little bit of hope that maybe I can turn my life around, you know. And it was through through doing courses and learning life skills and tools, gain more awareness of knowledge that um, supported me in my recovery. And a lot of that was learning about self-compassion and stepping out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So so now all I want to do is give back and inspire and lift others as I still am growing and recovering. Yeah. I think we all are though, isn't it? That recovery I I don't I think there there's a very black and white um 
look upon recovery and recovery yeah. is a up and down thing you know like yeah. i think it's like weight loss you know weight yeah. loss is not yeah. a straight down or straight that. up i was gonna say you know? I, I think that, <laughs> that's the strength of, of us coming together is as several organizations yeah. although we, we might have different setups different approaches but um and again although we're working together on the app we don't know what it's going to look like yet i was talking to rebecca and julie yeah. about this earlier we're going to make it up as we go along <laughs> and then that's <laughs> that, 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 yeah. and I think that's okay when you've got lived experience because we're not setting yeah, out exactly. we're not set, trying to set out a path in stone we're gonna we're gonna work behind the scenes to kind of nourish the culture of the community but all of this different lived experience and not just not just us the four of us we'll get whoever else uh, can get involved and say look there's no right or wrong there's no pres- yeah. there's no prescriptive way just you know, get involved, find what works, use the support, use us, use use our individual organizations, use the app, use the cafe when it's there. And, um, you know, yeah, yeah. and it is, it's, it's, I, I honestly, I mean, I can't, I could talk about it all day. I realize we're, we're almost done, but I have to, I have to say, I've never really felt this kind of energy and collaboration about actually, look, let's, I wasn't too keen on the, the previous normal. So this is honestly, I think this is a, an amazing way to make it better. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And and we we can we could all do our own bit. We could try and be a wee bit nicer to each other. All this and that's that will work yeah. as well. But yeah. we can highlight this. You know, we can promote this uh, as a way of saying, look, guys, find your stuff, use your tools. But you know, we'll help you. But I, I think I think it's saying that look, it's not just about recovery. It's about living an awesome life that you're you're proud of. That's right. yeah. Um, yeah. You know, getting getting used to the fact that you're not going to be happy twenty four seven, but being fine anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, working with mm-hmm. all. So that, that's me. <laughs> right that's been fab information folks from everyone there uh we are long into this podcast now so i'm gonna wrap up unless anyone's got anything left to say um but we probably need to wrap up now let's get to another one guys Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I think we could talk for hours on this stuff and not get bored of it. It's it's fantastic. But uh, I I think we'll go down the list. And basically, if you can think about how people should contact the organizations everyone represents. So, Linda, you've got your own one there. If I wanted to find out more about Linda's ladies, where would I go? Predominantly, I would reckon Facebook. But I think if you Google Google me, um, it's, it's on there as well. Okay. I'm not working at the moment. I've taken redundancy, so I'm looking at building my group and doing doing the stuff that I maybe should have done at the start, but I was just wanting to to get into it first of all. So yeah. hindsight's a wonderful thing, Linda. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Julia, Rebecca, then Mindspace. If someone wants to find out more about Mindspace, how do we do that? Um, so with Mindspace, we've got a Facebook page where we regularly update with courses during COVID nineteen and on. Right. Our website, we have a list of courses that we've run. We've got four different services. So we've got the YP College, which can be contacted through a Facebook Messenger on their page, MySpace, MindSpace, for the Adult Recovery College. And for the rest of us, we've got a listening service as well, which is uh, run by Letham for All in partnership with MindSpace. So that's nice. for anyone who needs to chat, who wants support or just needs a shoulder. And Absolutely. that's basically how you can get in contact with us or just pick up the phone and ring us. Perfect. And what we'll do with this podcast is underneath folks, we'll have all the links to everyone and phone numbers and stuff as required. Okay. Listen, everyone, thanks for showing up and thanks for speaking to us on here. Uh, you want to say your final goodbyes? Julie. 
Yes, goodbye, guys. That has been nice chatting. And I'm sorry, I'll talk more next time. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca. I'll be quieter next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, Linda. I can't uh, I can't um, promise to be quieter next time, sorry. <laughs> I actually I actually when I was in um, before my suicide attempt last time I stopped communicating. So um, I was saying to Andy before, if you'd seen me before and after, you'd never believe it because it was just wow. like, it was horrendous. So, yeah. So, yes, I'm making up for it now. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, don't stop communicating. It's brilliant. <laughs> Andy? Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that today, guys. Um, thanks for joining us. I look forward to being back soon. And I, I promise to consider re-evaluating my coffee intake on podcast days. <laughs> <laughs> That more or less. Uh, that's just, uh, this is Ian saying goodbye. Thanks everyone for popping along. We'll catch you next time. You can find the All Strong podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and within the All Strong app. Thanks for listening.